What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. And today I'm excited to bring you guys Christina and Herb. Can you guys tell us a little bit about what y'all do and why y'all do it for the people who don't know y'all? Well, first of all, Trey, thank you for having us. And yeah, what do we do? Well, we are um, educational reformers in a way. We are working to help our families look at the education model and see if there's a change that needs to happen for them and their families. Along with that, um, we have several different, go ahead, hon. Yeah, we have several different ways that we're bringing about our, um, our vision and we're in, and we're in the process of attracting people. So we have our own podcast. We have, um, wow, you go. <laughs> so anyway, yes, we are a husband wife team. We've been together for quite a while and this is our adventure for helping out families, entrepreneurs, business alike. Okay, so let me, yeah, so um, I'll, I'll try and get my head wrapped around this because that was a, a, a quick, intro for me. Um, So I have some traumatic brain injuries and I hurt myself. So I've been an entrepreneur for for quite a few years. And then um, I started snowboarding and I started hitting my head quite badly and things started falling apart. And then I hit myself really, really badly and a lot of stuff stopped working. So I kind of took myself out of the action. uh, in the process of healing myself, of trying to figure out what was wrong, because it, it did, it wasn't like obvious that the head was the problem. Because when I hurt myself, I also hurt my body a lot too. Um, so in the process of healing myself and in that journey, um, there was a lot of alternate medicine work um, that that finally started to to help me make sense and. Then this September, it all really came together um, at a journey in Mexico where I was introduced to something called Ibogaine that that really saved my life. Um, And that helped lay the groundwork for what happened in June when I was at all places, uh, a business meeting, which I wasn't planning on being at. I just was there helping a friend. And in this business meeting, some things happened and um, I had a conversation with God over that weekend and I asked some very specific things and some very exciting things happened and I, it required me to open myself up. And so the years of work that I did at that moment um, in June, I saw this vision of the school appear back to me. And um, my first thought was, you took that away from me because the school was given to me a long time ago in a vision. And I, and I walked away from it saying I wasn't ready, but God said, you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And so 
in June um, at this event. At the end of it, I'm like broken and messed up. God showed me all this amazing stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. I, I surrender. I, I don't give up anymore. I, I learned the difference between giving up on myself and surrendering to a higher purpose. And in that moment, God said, well, tell them about this school that you that you have envisioned that I that I've given you. And it's like, but you took it away from me. And it's like, and it's still not yours. I'm giving you this school, but you have to give it away. So it was a really weird moment of surrender. But in, in that time, it's like this, this vision of this school came and I, and I called and talked to my wife who was a thousand miles away dealing with her own weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're not going to believe this, but, but God gave me the school god gave us the school but he says it's not going to be mine so it's going to be yours are you ready for this so that that's kind of how i came to this point the education model so to continue with that when he called me i'm like okay well i have to make a decision because after being in the public school system for 27 years i knew that i wanted to do more i wanted to help families do more because our public education system is cracked it's broken in many many ways and there's a lot of families who need help to understand a way to maybe help educate their children better so after he brought home the message saying yeah it's time to open our school that we always planned on i'm like oh wow i've been training for this last two years because i left the mainstream classroom to join the online virtual school in my school district so i had run a K-2 program at the elementary school online completely for the last two years. And so it helped me know all of my years of experience in the classroom now combined with my online learning and teaching and coaching experience was a way that we can take the school and actually put it forward and move it to the people who need it. So that's kind of where he said the school is given back to us, but it's going to look different or it's not exactly ours. It's like, it's time to launch this online helping families and moving forward. That's incredible. And I love that you were able to take that injury and really turn it into something powerful. Uh, Christina, I'd really love to know, like, what, what, who were you before you became a teacher, though? I actually have always been a teacher. Um, when I was a little girl, I played school with my brothers and made them sit and pretend to do lessons. When I was eight years old, I walked up to my second grade teacher and said, when you retire, I'm going to come and take your place. And she looked at me, she said, what? And it's like, I want to be a teacher. i And so I've always wanted to be a teacher. And lo and behold, when I graduated college, I actually went back to my elementary school and taught one year with my second grade teacher in the same building. And then I helped her retire. So I have always been a teacher from like way at the beginning. That's incredible. So that just means that you're truly passionate about what you're doing. And if I was going to tag my kids in with somebody to do homeschooling, I definitely wanted to be with somebody who that's just what they've been passionate about, not what they fell into. Yes. So I'd love to know what some of the core things that y'all really desire to change about the school system are. Um, actually, let me let me go for this one first. You go for it first. Yeah. So really, um, the the our education system is really designed around an old model for um, factory workers, and it's designed around a system of the Monday through Friday, eight to five kind of a stuff. So and and then when they convinced women to move into the workforce 
um, to get more taxes, well, then they needed babysitters. So um, school is really designed around a Monday through Friday kind of a life. And we were, well, she was a teacher that worked for her, but I was an entrepreneur working lots of different angles. And that, that eight to five didn't really work around my schedule. Um, mm -hmm. So when we would, when we would have to work, the, the kids would be at school or we would have to do stuff. And, and so with, with our online model, um, we're taking that structure and we're removing it and we're giving the flexibility within the school to be able to do school when it best suits the children and the parents. So if you can get it into a flow where you're doing your entrepreneur work while your kids are doing their schoolwork and then you can do your family time together. Um, you can also build in the education system into the work together so that when you go away on a trip to to, to network or to, to do something, you can take your family with you and use that as a learning opportunity and bring them along for the journey without having to take them out of the school. It's now part of the school. And that's that whole concept is why we it's called bringing education home. And so we're not we're not creating a homeschool. We're creating a whole coaching school environment with within the house to really help an entrepreneur maintain their family structure. Because again, one of the problems we had when we got started is we tried to insulate our kids from the problems and from the stress of building this and let the school take care of them. And then when we, when I hurt myself and tried to, was reaching out and trying to get a hold of them, suddenly they weren't really my kids anymore. They, they had different ideas, they had different concepts that their values didn't, didn't fall in line with ours. And so we didn't get to bring them back in because we lost them along the way thinking we were protecting them. So this, this our mess, this, this school is really just designed to, to really help other people prevent a lot of the mistakes we made. I love that, man. There's a lot of power in that. I think that goes back to the phrase, your mess becomes your mission. Uh-huh, exactly. And to work on that just a little bit more, that question, if you look at the actual school part, yes, we want to redesign it, refit it. So it fits the family structure, fits the family lifestyle, fits the child's learning strengths and weaknesses a little bit better, but also knowing that um, the public school system has certain mandates and things like that that might not always align with the family's viewpoints. So then if you are doing the education at home, you get the basics, reading, writing, math, you get to work together on the history, the science, and then your values as well, so that you know that your children have a love of learning instead of just being filled with a whole bunch of information facts. Yeah, and when you come work with us, it's not so much you be entering a classroom environment so much. There, it's it's much more coaching related. Um, there, there is time with classroom um, sessions, but it's much more it's much more open and one on one coaching and teacher assistance mm -hmm. and i totally lost where i was going with that it was a really good point a minute ago that's okay i know how that goes all very well and that's one of the beautiful thing about podcasts is 
you get to really see the authenticity in people. And a lot of the times people like to get embarrassed when they lose their train of thoughts. They say, um, ah, et cetera. I think it's just an opportunity to show your audience, my audience, that you guys are human. And it's really a beautiful thing at the end of the day. So I want to take a moment here really quick, Christina, and just lean into what were the differences that you found from teaching in person to teaching online? Because that's something that can be applied to the teachers, the coaches, the consultants, really anybody that's working with people online or in, in person. That's a great question because a lot of people were like, oh, well, when the COVID schooling hit, the kids were very disconnected and things like that. But because our the online school I was in was made specifically for that. So it wasn't a band-aid to fix the situation at the time. This is an actual program that is happening all of the time. And the thing that um, I found the most beneficial was that I could schedule those one-on-one basically coaching or teaching times with the kids or with the parents when they were having an issue. So I had office hours and then I had my teaching times and things like that. And so even though we were working with each other through a computer screen, because it was more one-on-one or one to small group, instead of a class of 35 that I had in the regular classroom, I actually became more connected with those students and with those parents. I was able to have deep discussions. And one of the things I loved the absolute most was that whenever the kiddos had what I call sharing time, because we're talking young kids, eight, six, seven, eight years old, they'd like to share a lot. I actually ended up on vacation with the families because the families were a little bit mobile. So I ended up in Colorado on a farm and met the child's grandparents, horse and turkey and dog and things like that. So making those super strong connections and being able to really listen to the child and understand where they were having the issue. And then of course that goes into coaching as well. So when the parents came to me and said, I really am having a hard time helping my child understand this concept. I was able to explain it, ask questions back and forth. Again, that more intimate setting, even though it was through a screen was very, very beneficial to everyone involved. And one of the things I noticed from the outside, because she had like 30 kids or 20 kids in their online class, but there was only like 10 kids that were showing up for a lot of the sessions and I would ask her and she said the other parents have kids in sports and they're on vacation they're doing stuff and they're so involved with what they're doing that their kids don't necessarily come to that class specifically but those kids with the really involved parents were so far ahead and Mm -hmm. were so engaged with their schooling that it was just a easy and a breeze for them so they would show up for the parties like the dance classes or not the the dance parties or the the lunch with teachers so they would show up for the social events but they were just accelerating through school so fast and having so much fun that 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 they were doing other things at class time that's awesome and i think you just actually busted one of the most common myths that was coming up with people going digital is that everybody thought that going digital uh, made your coach or your teacher less accessible when that just really wasn't true. It actually gave everybody much more effective accessibility to their coach or their teacher. They just had to be willing to embrace different ways to communicate with them. Exactly. Yes. So what do you guys offer to entrepreneurs who they really want to go the homeschooling route 
but they think that their time constraints just make it impossible. That is where our coaching package, pack, eh, sorry, coaching package comes in. Um, we get together with you and for like 30 days, we totally help you understand the paperwork that goes along with it, helping to, to develop a schedule that makes it work for you, your family and your child, helping your child understand their learning differences and learning strengths. So that all of that fits into an entrepreneur family lifestyle. And then if you want to go higher or to the next package, then um, more access with me as far as helping to teach some, helping to reteach, helping to grade, helping to make sure your children are on track. There's several different layers in there, but we basically, the people who don't know how to get started, we can help you do that. The people who have tried to start and are overwhelmed and want somebody to kind of come in as backup support, we're there for you. And then the families who just want to like totally jump in and take it on um, and just get some help with specific topics. We're here for you for that too. That's awesome. So you saved them, you saved them the time and learning process, which every entrepreneur listening to this already knows the value in that one. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. one, of, one of the concepts that we had is, you know, entrepreneurs spend a lot of time on self-development. We, we were entrepreneurs. We went to a lot of masterminds. We went to a lot of classes. That was actually one of the parts that we enjoyed most. You spend a lot on the business and you have to because that's what you're doing. And they miss the third leg because most entrepreneurs are actually doing what they're doing for their family. Um, I'm out here starting a business because there's something that's not right in the world. I don't fit into normal society. There's something going on and I have to do something out on my own. And they're doing all of this to get out, to make it safer for their family. But a lot of them are, are end up kind of losing their family along the way because they get so stressed about what's going on, about the money, about, and then Again, the kids' school, the, the lack of communication. So all of that kind of gets pulled into it. So by being able to um, add this third pillar to that stool, to hold that plate together, to bring the family up with you. So instead of, hey, once I get there, once I get the money, then I'll try and fix my family and all the stuff I broke. It's like, no, let's put that leg under that stool now mm -hmm. and bring your family along with you. Yeah, there's still going to be the struggle. There's still going to be the work. But would you rather work to bring the family up with you or would you rather work to fix what you broke at the end? You're going to have to do it either way. But when do you want to do it? And to me, it, it makes more sense to put that leg under the under the stool now and to build the family and the business and the self-development altogether. I love that, man. And I really love that y'all have found that need in this market because I know countless entrepreneurs who they just poured into their business, poured into their business. They were always on a business trip. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, they came home from a business trip and their family was gone. Yep. And it is just a recurring theme that is, it's very, very sad in this space. So I'm glad that y'all are, embracing that and trying to pour into it thank you because one of my children my, my oldest my youngest son doesn't talk to me anymore so we do 
we have experience. we understand we have experience with that um and we don't want that to happen and, to other families yeah and you know another aspect of it is we have been married for 31 years we've been together since college i went to college to find a wife <laughs> and her and so we made that commitment to ourselves and to each other and we've been very happily married. Whenever we go places and people start talking with us, they usually like put us with newlyweds because they don't believe we've been married for 30 years. So there's, there's the, a whole aspect of that, um, that family dynamics that, that comes across in our coaching and how we deal with our family and how we coach our people. Because um, again, we, we are this way and we thought our family was really tight and apparently we missed something we, we missed something along the way because you know being a good dad isn't necessarily the same as being a good leader and so um I, I missed part of the leadership with my family and even though I thought I was a good dad, I didn't lead my family properly and we didn't hold together. So that's part of the whole coaching school aspect that we that we bring to this as well, just because of how we are, not necessarily as a, as a specific thing. So um, so for younger families, start early, start early, build, get get a hold of and even if it's not us find find some families that are like us and get a hold of that because because this is really important and, and this is missing in our generation in the in the current generation right now absolutely i love the authenticity in that answer and i love that y'all are able to lean into that long relationship that y'all have had and even just on this interview like i can see the love in the way that y'all look look at each other and that's a powerful thing that's something that most people don't have Thank you. Look at that. That you, you don't see that between people most of the time, especially after that long a time. Most people that you see being together for a long time, especially when they work on projects together, you end up seeing uh, you end up seeing kind of a just an underlying resentment that neither of them even want to admit. But with y'all, like you can just see the smiles and the legitimate energy behind it. So. I do just want to give y'all props for that because it's it comes through. Thank you very Thank you. much. And it hasn't always been easy. It's it's a commitment, it's teamwork, it's communication. And believe it or not, even after 31 years, we're still working, we're still working on communication. On our, yeah, at times. Last night we had some good communication. communication. Good communication work last night. Um, Once you stop working on it, it stops improving. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And and one of the things is is when you do find that person and that that's willing to make this commitment with you make that the most important thing you do because your businesses will come and grow your your kids will come up and grow you know things come and grow but but this this partnership this has been here for 33 years, years 30 since, since 1989 and it yeah. it it's had problems but it's always gotten better mm -hmm. and if you go into it with with that kind of an idea with that kind of a commitment that that this is something worth dedicating your entire life to then that that makes all of the difference if if there's a back out plan 
and you're not willing to it's work. It's hard to commit. Then, but so, yeah, so. And because we're not on video with everybody else, we're holding hands right now, as he's saying. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, he, I'm looking, looking at a at blank me. screen, so he, he sees us, so it, it's like. But the rest of the people can't see it. <laughs> Eventually they will. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. So they get to see the authenticity, and I think that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I, I, you know I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because that's something that I've been leaning into and trying to address, and it's another opportunity just to show people that I'm human, too. I find that whenever I turn my camera on, I don't have nearly as good of a conversation because my brain, I keep flicking back and forth through what's my face doing? Like, what am I doing over here? And then I'm staring at myself and then I'm not even as ingrained in the conversation as I could be. So that's something that I'm leaning into and trying to address actually. Well, I love that. I'm, I'm this little teeny tiny picture way up in the corner. And normally I, I'm having a conversation with the screen with, with somebody there. Um, so I, I don't hardly see myself. So it, in this way, it's actually kind of interesting to, to be talking to someone, but not. So it's, it's very old fashioned, like a phone call. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> awesome. So I do, I know we're coming to the end of the time we had. I had a few more questions. So I do just want to ask if y'all had a hard stop or not. No, we are, we have some more time. Okay, awesome. So a lot of people in the world can do, but ultimately it takes completely different tactics to actually teach what they know. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I've been in this space for the last six years and only very recently have I been finding myself able to effectively teach it. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the strategies that y'all have found working with these parents to help them learn to teach more effectively? Um, a lot of it has to do with, well, the principles I learned and from teaching all those years in the classroom is that you show somebody and then you kind of do it together and mm -hmm. then you do it on your own. So there has to be kind of that three-legged process. And the other thing that you really need to know is to make sure that people don't get it the first time. It, it's brain science, it's research-based. Most people take at least seven different um, interactions before they start to get it. And some people take up to a hundred different interactions to actually learn something. So like, you know, in school, you hated those repeated math pages where there are like 50 problems on a page. Well, that's because they know it takes that many repetitions for somebody to really, really get something. So it's okay to circle back around. So you may have a topic that you're teaching on, but then the next time you coach with them or get with them, touch back on that subject again and make sure that they actually got it or they actually implemented in practice so they get that strategy and that concept down mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that really really helps when you're working with people is just really making sure you're meeting them where they are and then don't be afraid to repeat or reteach as needed yeah i think that teaching really takes a mindset reset at the end of the day too because one of the things that i found when I first started training salespeople and virtual assistants, et cetera, is if I felt like I needed to go back and teach it again, I felt like I just did something wrong or they weren't picking it up right. And I would find myself getting frustrated when at the end of the day, like 
what we're good at is what we're good at. That doesn't mean that everyone else is going to pick it up that quickly. And I think that's something that we have a hard time embracing when we lean into teaching. Exactly. And actually, that's part of, um, you know, going back to the school for just a second around that is that we know that not all of the kids who are going to come up through this education model are going to be entrepreneurs. There's going to be people who still want to be doctors, lawyers, et cetera, and need the higher education and things like that. But because they're going to be experiencing this through their life and through their education, it's going to give them that glimpse of how to work with different people and how different strategies help different people. Yeah, with my traumatic brain injury, um, I've been doing a, a lot of research in, in, on brain sciences. So mm -hmm. I, know, I know a great deal about how my brain works specifically and the damage that I've done to myself and how my cognitive function work. Um, I've also been doing a lot of research into personality and cognitive functions. And so there is a whole lot of this information that I wished that I had had mm -hmm. at a much earlier age. Um, not, not at the level that I do now, but there are, there are so many things about personality that should be taught in school at younger levels because now it's taught that oh everybody's different you'll just get along with it but i have an introvert introverted personality so for me to be extroverted and out there is is very uncomfortable um, so in school i would see all of these extroverted people out there doing oh all of this amazing stuff and it made me feel bad about myself because I couldn't be out there doing all of that stuff. And I thought it made me wrong. So um, there were other kids who were like really smart in some ways that I wasn't. And so I thought that made me wrong. So getting this information about personality types and brain cognitive functions and the different ways people think at an earlier age, age appropriate into the school system, as well as to the parents, as well as teaching the differences of how to communicate between these personality types is going to be so incredibly helpful and valuable in the teaching, in the learning, in the education to make everything smoother. And one of the weird secrets that we're actually coming across is, is this is actually a whole lot easier than most people think it is. Most people think it's really, really hard and then they start getting out and doing it. And they find it so much easier than taking their kids to school, than dealing with the teachers, than trying to deal with, with all of the these on things. And off schedule of the school system. So to, yeah. to actually, once they get involved with it, it is so much easier to fit, fit into their schedule. And it's like, um, we, we recently did our own podcast and a lady said that the only regret that she had with taking her kid out of school in first grade was that she didn't do it sooner. <laughs> mm. So I like that you mentioned the personality types and emotional intelligence and the soft skills and stuff, because I found that the way my brain works, I came to a point going to school where for the first couple of years of school, I was friends with literally everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I came back after a summer and I was friends with nobody. All of a sudden I was getting bullied. I didn't understand what was going on. And at the end of the day, I found myself nothing but confused and no, nobody actually 
taught me any of those emotional intelligence, soft skills, or anything like that until I took my own interest in it in high school. And I finally started building relationships with people again. So I would, I would love to ask actually, like, how are y'all addressing that in the homeschooling community when there's not even the group of kids for these kids to interact with in the same ways? Got it. So, um, well, one thing is that we will be a part of our coaching packages, helping those parents kind of do those personality tests and things with their kids and then helping them learn how to explain it to their kids so they don't feel wrong. So that's going to be part of it is that mm. the kids are going to understand themselves better. The parents are going to understand themselves better. And we're going to kind of coach through that. Um, and then bringing education home, even though they're educating at home, once you get your schedule set up and once you get your flow going, they actually have more opportunity to be out in the community, out with other people and actually learning and using those skills a little bit more. Because if you think about it, if your child um, isn't at school, they can attend dance classes or swimming classes or other things during the day when things aren't quite so hectic. So maybe if you have a shy child, they don't want to go to all those classes with all those other kids after school. You have the opportunity because you're educating at home and you have that flexible schedule to get them into a class that fits their needs. A lot of people take it to the religious route. You know, you have more church services you can go to. You can have more church groups and gatherings you can go to. And then what we like to think about our entrepreneurs is giving back to the community because so many people are like, well, I want to give back. Awesome. When you're educating at home with this model, you can go do those community service projects in the middle of the week when they want the help with those businesses or those groups or whatever, whatever. So even though people are worried about their kids not being socialized, we believe that really they have a better chance of being socialized because they get to work with lots of different ages and stages and communities and groups. Yeah, there, there's a parent of one um, young autistic girl and she was able to take her daughter to a dance class during the day, um, another class while all the kids were out. And then in the afternoon, once her, once her child got all of her energy out and all of the, the extra stress, she was able to sit down and focus on her lessons and she got caught up in school right away. So she was still able to get much better social interactions because in this, in the, the dance class, it was a smaller, she was having fun. She wasn't just jammed into a giant school full of people pushing past her all her day, overloading her senses and causing her so much more stress for meltdowns at school. Um, and, and there's so many problems also associated with, with diet today. Um, our school diet is so awful that it's, it's dysregulating kids' system. So the food that they're eating there is making it hard for them to learn as well. So there's just so many aspects of it that go into the coaching that you just can't all talk about in one setting, which is, which is why we have 30 or 60 day coaching programs just to get started. And, and, and it's, such a, it's such a more bigger, bigger process. And so we have much bigger process. And the, the larger scope of this is as it is it as it expands, we will be building our own more of our own curriculums, and we'll be having entrepreneurs 
build build their curriculums, maybe into our school system. And if you really think about it, if we really do attract a lot of entrepreneurs, it's almost like a continual mastermind group of people who are out problem solving, coming together with their kids into a school mm -hmm. system. That that kind of environment just breeds opportunities that but I, I don't even have a way to describe, describe what right I now. see when that happens. Yep. That's incredible for sure. So there's a lot of different learning styles. And with homeschooling, giving the flexibility that it does, what are some of the creative ways that you've seen parents lean into their children's learning styles? That's, yeah, I mean, because if you're taught, I'm sorry. My brain was just overloaded with all the possible answers. She had there. so much stuff wanting to come out all at once. And just went, blah, blah, blah. I saw it. Right. So if you're looking at someone, a child who learns by having action and motion, well, even though they're learning their basics of reading and writing, when they're in the home setting or in their quiet school setting, guess what? They can dance and move and jump around as much as they want while they're doing that learning and not impact other kids learning or impact their own learning in that way. So you get more of that hands-on. Um, some of the coaching that we're gonna be talking about is that how you turn going to a museum into your history lesson for the day, because guess what? People are more involved with their learning and love it a whole lot more when you're able to basically touch those things or see those things live. Um, of course, there's always the videos and things and the virtual field trips that have been produced for people is an amazing learning opportunity that parents can do as well. So there's just so many more ways to lean into what your child needs. Um, one of the things I love the best was my parents were like, my kid doesn't like to grab the pencil and write on the paper. I'm like, awesome, they don't have to. Take your sidewalk chalk outside and go do it on the sidewalk for the day. Just take a picture and send it in to me. Oh, they, it's raining and do it on the window and then you can just wipe it off afterwards. So there's so many more creative ways that the students can learn in this other alternate setting. Yeah, and once it becomes fun and once they start start able to explore with their whole body learning mm -hmm. as opposed to just being forced to sit down then it, it it encompasses a whole body style of education instead of just that forced sit down do it model exactly absolutely and even just stepping outside of that is really making your child's brain expand and think about different possibilities because you always see the geniuses of the world and in the movies and stuff they're always writing on the windows and doing stuff like that but the majority of the time you don't see your in air quotes over here you don't see you don't see your so-called normal people writing on windows and doing all that kind of stuff so right. even just by stepping outside of what's normal i think that's really giving kids opportunities to expand their minds and their thought processes. Exactly. Now that doesn't mean that they don't have to teach and have them help work on the times that they do need to sit down and focus, yep. but you have more flexibility in that. Yeah. And a really motivated parent, a really excited parent who gets involved, their kids just do tremendously better. Mm -hmm. um, their families just really start coming together 
in ways they're not they're not even expecting. expecting. Yeah. So there are there are benefits to moving into this besides just the schooling, and mm -hmm. it's really difficult to 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 put a label on on what all of that means. Mm -hmm. But again, it's it's that third that third leg to the stool that's yeah. been forgotten, and once that once that solidifies and you bring your family up with you, it's like that that's such a new concept that I'm surprised it hasn't been done before. Absolutely. So the last thing that I want to lean into here, you guys, is how each of you carry your crowns and craft your routines so that y'all can make sure that everything just goes effectively. That is actually something to be honest that we struggled with over time, um, getting into a routine, making sure that, you know, everything moves smoothly. Um, with my teaching experience, of course, I'm, I'm pretty organized with my can calendars and things like that, but there's still distraction in life. It's like, oh, you know, it's bright and sunny outside, so I don't have to report to a desk, so let's go take a walk outside. So then making sure that you repurpose that time and know that you know, oh, I'm going to take this break, but then I'm going to come back and, and pick up the next thing you need. Um, just having time for us. I mean, it's amazing that we get so busy with all of the different things that we're working on that sometimes we're like, oh, I haven't actually talked to you most of the day. So making sure that we actually stop and look at each other and talk to each other and make sure we're either on the same page or working on the next part of the project. We've made sure that we're having meals together. Yes. And lately I've been making very sure that we have a moment of gratitude before our meal mm -hmm. because how you're feeling, if you, if you move your body into a state of gratitude before you eat, then the food that you're moving into your body is, is more healthy for you. So that, that mm -hmm. moment of gratitude yeah. becomes a very light, beautiful moment for us each day. Mm -hmm. um, and with Herb's brain injury, he's had to make sure he has certain routines set up and so that his body and his brain feels comfortable because that's one of the executive functions that's dysregulated with him. So if he knows his routine, he knows when he's supposed to be at a certain spot, those days go smoother than days where we're either like at an event or out of the house or doing something that's off schedule. So just making sure that we're looking at things that help him be focused and centered as much as possible. That's awesome. I love the, I love the authenticity in that answer just because most people are not willing to admit that the routines were a challenge for them. Oh, no. So we actually, we actually try and powerful. do Oh, sorry. You're, you're good. I was just going to say that y'all have reined into some of the most powerful things that are really just very simple that bring y'all's family together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we try and do yoga five times a week. Mm -hmm. And lately we're lucky to get two, um, a, a week of four in a row is like, <laughs> woohoo, we got yoga got four it. times this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we do a little 15 minute um, jumping jack, push-up kind of calisthenic kind morning. of routine in the morning. Um, this week, there, our, our routine got a little dysregulated, so we haven't done it in four days, but we do that uh, three to four, five times a week. Yep. Um, I, I was doing it seven times a week, but I just, again, my schedule the last couple of weeks has gotten, gotten kind of weird. Yeah. So a little dysregulation at the moment, but we, we are she is helping me do this for the brain health to keep me on track because I get I get really spun out easy sometimes 
and and she just really enjoys it and, it, and it's doing wonders for her too. So we're, we're do it together. Yeah, I love that. There's a whole lot of power and accountability. Mm -hmm. There is. Awesome, man. Well, I absolutely loved having you guys on the show. Is there anything that I should have asked y'all that maybe I didn't? Um, the only thing is our <clears throat> is that we have a podcast too. <laughs> um, it's called Bringing Education Home. And um, we try to bring on experts in the educational field, but we also bring in those entrepreneurs to have those discussions about what entrepreneurship looks like and some of the lessons they've learned from that. And um, relationship is the third topic that we kind of talk about. And so sometimes we talk about the relationship between the entrepreneurs and their families, our relationship, things like that. So finding out more about us through that podcast is another way you can just kind of find out more. Awesome. I love that. Outside of that, what are the best ways for people to get in touch with y'all and learn more about you guys? Family, sorry, vibrant family education at gmail.com is the email address that you can send us questions, send us um, inquiries and things like that. Um, bringing education home podcast is also its own website. So it's.com and um, probably yeah. right now, Facebook. Facebook, um, yes, exactly. Um, go to my profile, Christina Hey Averett, on Facebook, and you can message me there as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for you guys' time today. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, you you asked wonderful questions. Thank you very much for your time and the way you listened. It was it was really enjoyable being here today. I really appreciate this. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so you're never left out in the snow. Do you want to build a business or get more customers online? Are you tired of spending all your time shackled to your business? Tired of being treated like the court jester? Not anymore. You can get a care package from Trey today for just a buck that will help you beat shiny object syndrome with Trey's favorite tool list. Build your online authority and network with your own podcast and by being interviewed on other podcasts. Systemize your business with Trey's seven pillar system. Hire a VA to get your time back and so much more. You heard me right. All of that for less than the last Starbucks you got. Go to TreyCarmichael.us and get yours while it's hot. Check the couch for that dollar if you gotta.